How you doing? Welcome back to the... No, I'm just kidding. I'm not... Guys, welcome back to the next. I'm here with Jordan, and we have a special guest, Philip. Phil, thank you so much for having time with us. It's We're so excited to have you here. I'm excited to be here, man. Yeah. That, yeah, wasn't, that wasn't a good enough Russian accent for me. Oh, I, I am so excited to be here. Ah, there we go. That is, that <laughs> is, is way The better. glory of the Lord is here right now in this room. <laughs> so, uh, so for those of you who don't know, Philip is actually, you not originally from Russia, but you've lived there for a while. Originally from Tulsa. Oh, okay. All right. And uh, that's when sketchy, I was but, yeah. six, I moved to Russia for 25 years. And that's why I have this accent. Oh my word. Oh my word. Okay. Well, let me explain who Philip is, right? Okay. Philip is a worship leader at the moment. I guess you kind of fulfill a couple of roles, but that's the cool thing. So we, we say we weren't going to introduce people and tell them what they did, but I'm going to, I'm going to lie right now. And I'm going to introduce <laughs> Philip. Philip is the son of Rick Renner who is from, well, not from Russia, but lives in Russia at the moment. And they have a ministry over there. Now, Philip decided that it was a great idea, or God decided that it was a great idea to have Philip fly across and show up in America. And now he travels all over America. Um, I'm not going to pretend that I remember where you said you've done worship conferences. So you're going to have to just interrupt me for like three seconds and then we'll carry on. Where have you, where have you done worship conferences lately? <sighs> Oh, golly. You can give uh, me three. <laughs> Just give me the top three. I mean, uh, honestly, uh, we did open-air worship stuff in Chicago at the capital of Oklahoma City. Wow. Nice. And uh, Little Rock. Okay. So, All right. Well, like well, on the Capitol steps. It was awesome. That is That's so – that is awesome. And so basically, you're traveling around right now, and because indoor venues are kind of like it's illegal to gather to worship, you were like, well, what the heck? We want to worship. That's what we're called to do as believers. Let's go outside and let's sing. Let's go outside and let's worship. And I love that. I think it's so cool because it's at the end of the day, um, I don't know much about you when you showed up. Like I really didn't. Um, Dad kind of showed me a photo and he was like, this dude's coming and he's awesome. So grab him for the podcast. And I was like, yeah, heck yeah, we'll take him. And, um, and I, I looked at him like, you know what? I don't, I don't see anything more than someone who's completely lost and in love with Jesus and decided to do something about it. That's all I yeah. see when it comes to you. And it's like, it really blessed me today, even when you led, you led worship for Faith TV. It, I sat there and I'm like, man, this guy is like, we, we speak about this all the time and we've just started doing it. We, we, we got convicted because I'm like, we speak about the love of God so much and we speak about this incredible, like this urge to go out and do something, this urge to get out and be Jesus. And no one ever does it. And you get your, yeah. you get someone lays hands on you. You're going to change the world. You're going to impact people. You're taking revival to your workplace. You're doing this. You show up on Monday to work and you do nothing. And you say nothing. And you never live out the true potential of what Christ called you to do. Yeah. And I watch. I'm like, man, I'm inspired again. I am ready to go again. And we have stories <laughs> after stories of just Christians getting up and doing something. Yeah. Just getting up and doing You don't have to be an evangelist. You don't have to be a professional preacher or a professional Christian, so-called. You just have to love Jesus. And that's it. You know, there's everyone, everyone keeps praying. And I've had a couple of people ask me, please pray for boldness. I'm like, you don't need boldness. You need compassion. Because Jesus wasn't moved by boldness. He didn't go up and preach to people by boldness. That's good. The yeah. Bible said he was stopped by compassion. I mean, he almost left an entire city, but their compassion stopped him in his tracks. And he turned around. Can I stop you right Go there? Go ahead, yeah. And, and say something that's actually a little weird, but... Go ahead. But it's, <laughs> it's what the word actually means. So, so moved by compassion. You said moved by compassion. Mm -hmm. Now, the Greek word and actually the Hebrew word of compassion is... Are you ready for this? Go ahead. Movement of the bowels. Oh, <laughs> that's interesting all right so <laughs> I'm, un I'm uncomfortable now. <laughs> you're like what you're like what are you talking about but but i mean when you gotta go you gotta go right so <laughs> but what that basically means all right we're gonna edit this out. everybody's gonna freak out well they're like who is this dude talking about the love of jesus and movement of the bowels yeah. <laughs> no let's take it down you said compassion <laughs> So I'm going to be totally real. Okay. I was like, when you got to go, you got to go, right? So there is nothing stopping you. Yeah. So correct. Okay. Correct. So, but here's the picture. It's the picture of Jesus looking at that person 
who needed help saying, oh my gosh, I can feel the pain on the inside of me. Yeah. I can't just sit and do nothing about it. Yeah. I have to be moved to compassion. Come on. That is so the word that is used for that. Meaning that when yeah. you look at somebody, when you look at a situation, you have to be literally moved. I, I, can't, I can't sit here. I gotta, Come on. I gotta do something. I gotta bless yeah. somebody. I gotta pray for somebody. And, and when you are moved with the compassion of God, you're right. Then yeah. the boldness comes. Yeah. And so that, that is. is that word. And I know I just freaked out a ton of people, but it's okay. <laughs> it's awesome. I mean, the Bible is cool and has some weird words in it. Anyway. That's, that's yeah. so true. And I love that because it's like, I, I thought about that the other day. We were, we were coming out of Chili's the other night. So we decided we we're going to like, you know, it's not evangelism. We're just going to be real, right? And so we yeah, decided, exactly. hey, let's go. We both had a free night out. Let's go change people's lives. Let's go show people Jesus. And we just walked around the store, just quietly praying in the spirit saying, God, show us someone to change. Yeah. Show us someone to impact. Just started laying hands on people and like watching miracles happen before our eyes, watching grown men start crying. It was the most beautiful yeah. thing ever. And we we're like, we have to do it again. We have to do it again. So we went to Chili's and we went to go get, grab some food and just have a snack and whatever. And, uh, and we felt like we needed to bless the waiter there. And it was, it was fantastic. Like God was sitting in Chili's with us. And we just, we had such a great time. And we left Chili's. And I watched someone roll in on a wheelchair. And I sat there and I was like walking to my car. And I felt the Holy <laughs> Spirit like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I sat there and I'm like, you know what? Uh, no, I've just left Chili's. If he had rolled in while I was still in Chili's, cool. But I'm not, I'm not going to be that weird guy who leaves the restaurant. Where they, I mean, it's COVID. It's late. No one's in the restaurant. It's empty, you know? <laughs> We're right like, at the truck. Yeah. We're like about to get in. And dude, like I, I wanted to get in the truck and I wanted to leave. I'm like, you know what? I don't feel led to do this now. I don't feel like, I don't feel like the Holy Spirit was like, get up and go pray for him now. He needs help. And I, and I looked and dude, I looked him in the eyes as I left the restaurant. And I could, I cannot forget the eyes I saw because it was someone desperate for Jesus. Yeah. Not someone who needed to walk again, not someone who needed a miracle right now. They needed Jesus. And I sat there and I said, God, like, you know what they're doing? I mean, look, even if you have, you're in a wheelchair and you live in America right now, you're still better off than a whole bunch of people. And I, like, I start justifying this in my head. I'm like, you know, he's gonna be fine. Like God's gonna heal him someday. This is all gonna happen. And immediately the Holy Spirit was like, what if that was you? And I sat there and I was like, am I really that selfish? Am I worried about my reputation of a restaurant full of people who don't know me? Like, yeah, it, it'll look weird me walking back in the restaurant, walking straight up to do and say, hey, can we lay hands on you? Can we pray for you? Like, yeah, that's going to look weird. And if nothing happens and he doesn't climb out the wheelchair, yeah, that's going to look weird. Like, but at the end of the day, what, what's going to change someone's life? Me getting in my car and running away from this awkward situation or me looking into someone's eyes and saying, what if that was me? What if that was me? And immediately I realized if I don't do something now, someone might never do it. Yep. And if not, if, if when now, when, when, if not now, when? Like who's going to change this person's life? Not me, I can't do it. But the Holy Spirit said, like, I love him. I love you. I changed your life. Now go do. You freely, you receive, freely give. Yeah. Matthew 10, 8, get up and do something about it. And I was so moved with compassion. I looked over at Eric and Eric was like, <laughs> we have to. <laughs> yeah, we have to, we have to go back. We have to. Are we really doing this? Yeah. As I, being real, that's what I said. I go, are we really doing this right yeah. now? As we're already walking back in. Yeah, we were it's like, like, what do we have to lose? Like, yeah, that's needless it. to say, our last couple of weeks, our friend get togethers have been a little different. Yeah. Uh, just like trying to add that in like we're we're already out why not share yeah, the love exactly like, it's like we have nothing to lose and they have everything to gain why are you going to be selfish about it yeah. and that's why i wanted to talk a little bit about your your uber stories because i think <laughs> that is so awesome because people get so confused they're like yeah. we're not an evangelist i'm not a preacher i'm not a worship leader how do i usher in the presence of god to areas around me by being jesus to people if i'm not a professional and i'm like you don't have to be you just have to be so consumed with Jesus and wake up and fall in love with Jesus every single day yeah. that you start seeing people the way Jesus saw them and you start seeing yourself. 
And when you can get to that point where you're like, you look at someone and you see their eyes and you see the pain they're going through and inside the Holy Spirit's like, what if it was you? Like, I have never prayed for someone the same way anymore. When we're at small groups and we're doing something, like if I get assigned someone to pray for, I am going to war over someone because the one day I sat there in small groups and I prayed a prayer that like, I'm like, I know the word. I'm like, whatever, you know, I believe this and Isaiah this and whatnot and scripture and this. But I prayed it like, yeah, I prayed a thousand times. I've prayed for healing a thousand times, whatever. And God said to me after that, when I got back in my car, he said like, did you pray like that was you? Is that how you would pray? Is was that how you'd want someone to pray if that was you? That's powerful. If your brother yeah. didn't serve the Lord, if you didn't serve the Lord, you think that's how your mom prayed for you? Is that if you had if you had no legs, was that how you'd pray for you? Is that how you'd believe? Is that your level of faith? And immediately I was so convicted. I said, Holy Spirit, n- let that never be me again. Let me go to the next level because I'm done. I'm done with this now. I need to be Jesus to people. And because people need like th- this generation is tired of fake. This generation is tired of faith. We say we're Christians and we, we act this way and we, we're all holy in church and that. It's time for church to leave the building. Come on. It's time for people to get up and say, enough. We're done with, we're done with ourselves. We're dead to self and we're alive in Christ. Yeah. And we need to start living that way. So why don't you go ahead and start talking about your Uber experience. So if you want to start with your testimony, I don't mind. You know, it's interesting how God leads you into certain, certain situations. Um, the way the Uber thing actually came out was um, that one of my big supporters basically said, you're not living in Russia anymore, so I'm not going to support you. And so that was 80% of my income wow. at the time. And when all you're doing is doing the work of the Lord and there's a partner who says, I'm going to take care of 80% of your income, you're like, praise the Lord. And then you buy a house, it's time to go through the mortgage payments and all this stuff. And he says, I'm no longer supporting you. And so my wife looked at me and said, so what are you going to do about it? Hmm. And I'm like, I'm going to go pray. (laughs) And then I go pray. And she's like, go pray. You need an answer. We need an answer. I was like, okay, all right, I'm going to go pray. And I'm like, Lord, speak to me, speak to me. I need a word. I need a word. And the Lord says, Uber. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, that's not a word from God. No, I rebuke you, Satan. Get thee behind me. No, not Uber. No, 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 no. It's not going to happen. But I mean, so I'm like, okay. So Lord, here's the deal. If this is from you, then I'm going to tell Ella, my wife, what you told me. And she's going to tell me, oh, that sounds like the Lord. And I'm like, but please, she's not going to say that. She is not going to say that because this is not going to happen. I am not an Uber driver. I'm a musician. I'm the guy who writes songs behind the wheel at skipping the red light. You know, I, ah. so ah. for the that city driver. of Tulsa where I was, uh, it's not safe for Tulsa. I said, Lord, save Tulsa in spite of me. Save Tulsa. I don't want to get any direct. Sounds like a whole Jonah story coming in. I was like, no. But of course, my wife said, oh, that sounds like the Lord. And I was like, <laughs> mm, how? Like, Lord, <laughs> you me. gave her to me. You gave her to me. <laughs> uh, no, but God speaks through, through those you love. Yeah. And so I remember the first three weeks, I just, I hated every second of it. I was like, this is not what I was created for. Get all these people in your car that you don't know. Yeah. And... You know, you spent, you wake up at 4.30 a.m., get in the car, and then you're done at 2, mm. you know, in the <laughs> afternoon, and all you've done is sat in the car the entire day, <laughs> and you feel like, man, this is just so pointless. And um, about three weeks in, the Lord told me, he said, Philip, okay, now I'm going to tell you why you did this. And I said, okay, what's up? <laughs> and he said, you did this because you're going to minister to people. You didn't do this for the money. And I said, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for making that. (laughs) I didn't, this, this isn't a money making idea. (laughs) He said, I'm, I'm shifting things in you. I'm showing you that you're more than just a worship leader. I'm showing you, that you can move in God's power wherever you are, and then you're going to take this wherever you are. Wow. 
and it's not just going to be an Uber, in an as an Uber driver, it's going to be in an airplane, or it's going to be at a restaurant, or it's going to be wherever you are. Hmm. I'm just going to show you the same power that resurrected yeah. Jesus Christ from the dead. It's on the inside of you. Come on. And uh, and it started out kind of kind of slow, and the Lord just said, "Well, when uh, when they say goodbye." You know, they grab your hand, and you grab their hand. And then when you have grabbed their hand, you hold on. You say, can I pray for you? <laughs> and they're like, well, what you already the, got my hand, so what, what options like, do I have? I guess so. <laughs> but, but that's the way it started. But then words of knowledge and gifts of the Holy Spirit, like I knew stuff that would happen in their family's life, or I knew, yeah. or I knew th- th- if their back was hurting or something was going on and they would reply, what kind of an Uber driver are you? Yeah. <laughs> like, who are That's you? Awesome. And, and they would leave the car crying because God touched them. And in wow. that moment when I would be holding their hands, you know, and praying for them, they're in tears and they're like, I don't want to leave the car. I don't want to leave the car. It's like, stay here. Come on, man. We just stay for, and we pray for 10 minutes and just speak to them. And so that's when good. the counseling would start. And they're like, I'm late, but I don't want to go. I'm late, but I don't want to go. I was like, I mean, I've, I've spent 45 minutes to an hour <laughs> with, wow. with a passenger. And they're like, I'm not going anywhere. I said, nope, <laughs> because this is why. This is why I came out tonight was to find you. Because, because that compassion, it pushes you to do something. You know, it's the compassion that says, it's Friday night, the drunks are all outside. Yeah. I know that I want to sleep through the night, but instead, I'm going to get in my car at 10 p.m. and to 6 a.m., I'm going to search for that one that really wants to know Jesus. So and I'm going to find that person. And I did that for over a year. And I kind of had the idea that drunks get saved you know, at night, that people receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit at night, that there's, there's a lot of stuff happening in the night. And unfortunately, in the night, there's a ton of sin, but believers are sleeping <laughs> while the world is partying. If you read the Bible, and even if you take the story of Gideon, he went after them, after the Midianites, the enemy that was against Israel in the night. (laughs) Because the night, spiritually, is a time of war. It's a time of war. Because 12 o'clock to 3 a.m. is the worst demonic activity anywhere. So you think the devil is partying, taking people to hell, and Christians are sleeping. What would happen if the Christians were fighting? Gideon, he took over the army in the night. Spiritually, if you look at, if you look at the scripture, I mean, the Garden of Gethsemane, that was the night. There are a ton of different examples about how the night is a time of war. I remember one time when I was a youth pastor, um, the Lord told me, do not go to bed tonight. And I said, Lord, I really want to go to bed tonight. He said, whatever you do, do not go to bed. I said, I'm falling asleep. He said, watch a movie, do something, do not go to bed, look at the computer. And I was like, Lord, I mean, I get looking at my Bible, but the computer, I mean, come on, what are you trying to tell me? And I knew that there was a reason. It was, it was time to fight for somebody. And I looked at the computer, and I'm watching this movie because, I mean, I, I know that if I start praying in tongues or I start praying or reading the Bible or worshiping, you know, sometimes you can get a little sleepy. Mm-hmm. As, especially if it's late at night. You're like, oh, <laughs> I'm really <laughs> fighting right now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and we can go into that. And I was like, Lord, I can't, I, I can't go like in the deep worship right now because I'm going to fall asleep. Mm-hmm. And he said, literally, watch a movie right now. So I'm watching the movie. And, um, and it's like the Russian Facebook comes up. And I see a, gu- a guy delete himself from Facebook. So he deletes his page. And the Lord tells me, 
He's not deleting his page. He's deleting himself from life. Mm. And the Lord said, go to his house right now and go save his life. And he was only five minutes away from me. So I came to his house. I knocked on the door. I said, what are you doing? And he said, Pastor, I'm fine. I'm not doing anything. I said, do not lie to me. What are you doing? And he went into tears and he said, take the pills. I don't want to end my life tonight. I spent another three hours with him, just laughing with him, talking with him. But, but the night is a time to fight. The night is a time to take territory. Think about it. The enemy is taking territory yeah. in the clubs. He's taking territory in the, the meth houses. He's taking territory. What would it look like if the Christians, instead of sleeping, took territory? What would that look like? It would look like revival. And I had this idea that, man, people only get saved at night. Because in Uber, that's what you do. It's, it's at night. Yeah. But then God shifted my understanding one night. He said, Philip, I'm going to show you that I can move in the morning. Because <laughs> you have this idea that I only move one way. I'm going to show you I can move anyway. And so I get up in the morning and the Lord says, all right, you ready to cast a demon out of person? I was like, yeah, come on, let's do it. <laughs> I, I literally said, Lord, in my car? He's like, yep. Yeah. I was like, come on. <laughs> let's do this thing. And so I, I get in the car and literally my first ping or first guy is this guy who was going to the psychological you know, psychiatric hospital. And I'm talking to him. I'm like, why are we going there? He's like, oh, I hear all these voices. Kill yourself, kill yourself, kill yourself, kill yourself. I don't even sleep at night because I hear kill yourself all the time. People can't live with me because those voices begin to affect me and they affect everyone around me and they affect, affect the way I live my life. And so... I just hear kill yourself, kill yourself thousands upon thousands upon thousands of times a day. And I said, bro, that's demonic. He said, I know. I said, it's not normal. And I said, well, you need to get rid of those demons, man. <laughs> and he's like, how? I said, well, I'm going to pray for you right now. And they're going to leave. <laughs> and he is an unbeliever, absolutely an unbeliever. And, uh, and so I lay hands on him, and I say, God, I cover this man in the blood of Jesus. I speak to fear, and I speak to every stronghold, and I say, break in the name of Jesus. And I cover him in the blood. The blood of Jesus covers him. And I speak to the stronghold, and I say, it's broken. I say, perfect love casts out all fear. The root of this demon inside of him is is fear and it is gone in the name of jesus and the dude just started shaking like this in my car and i'm just looking at this like god what are you doing this is awesome <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing like like whoa lord this is happening <laughs> and, and, and he's like i said how you feel he goes whoa dude <laughs> jesus is like lit the world he does not, not know how to respond to the power of god no they don't no. and then he was like they're gone they're gone and i said okay next thing you got to give your life to the lord because i don't want the demons to come back <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't want them to come back. And he's like, I don't want them coming back either. It's like, great. And so, <laughs> Common ground. It's like, you are going to get saved right now. You're going to ask God to forgive your sins right now. And he's like, absolutely. I'm ready for this. Within a minute or so, he had given his life to the Lord. And he said that this heat went through his entire body. And he's just going, whoa. <laughs> Jesus is like the highest high I've ever had, man. Right. Right. <laughs> He was feeling the presence of God like never before. And so there's lots of stories. I mean, I've seen people who, you know, they're 
they get in the car Baptist and they leave charismatic, right? <laughs> which is awesome. <laughs> They're like, that's me. What happened? <laughs> what happened to me? I was like, come on, man. He's like, what did you do to me? I said, I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. It's like one. It was the Holy Spirit. But, but I mean, that, sh- that, that shifted and that happens at, that happens at gas stations. It happens yeah. in planes. I mean, it happens at gyms and it, it, it happens everywhere because it's, it's not about you having a certain formula of the way God will use you. Yeah. That's religion. Hmm. That's like saying the only way that someone's going to get saved is if they come to the church. Yeah. Or the only way they're going to get healed is if they come to church. Where I've seen people get saved through an Instagram live and people receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit through an Instagram live and healed just yeah. through your phone. Come on. So, I mean, the church has left the building. It's time for the church not just to attend the church, but to be the church wherever you are, to really understand that, that the glory that belongs to the Father, yeah. the Father gave that to the Son, Jesus. And Jesus said, I know you've, you've given me this glory, but I give it to them. So good. So you are a carrier. Everyone watching, listening, you are a carrier of God's glory. So wherever you go, you literally shift the atmosphere. In my car, especially, people would just get in the car and they would begin confessing their sin to me. I was like, (laughs) I didn't even tell you what I do. (laughs) I was like, I don't know, man. I don't even know why I'm telling you this. Why am I saying this stuff? I said, well, I know why. It's like, what's going on i said well i pray in my car i read my bible in my car 30 seconds before i picked you up i was praying for you and praying for god to touch you and so when you got in the car you got in my atmosphere come on it's so good and my atmosphere is the atmosphere of the glory of god (laughs) come on and it was awesome that and is, it's still awesome. Happens all the yeah, time. It's I so love good. that. I love that. And I think the coolest part about that is that, yeah, we want the church to leave the building. But we can't have a dead church change the world. Absolutely that's, not. That's the thing. And, and the way you talk about this, and it, it gets me so excited because that's what the Holy Spirit spoke to me about. It's like, look, Jordan, like the supernatural isn't supposed to be weird as Christians. We're not supposed to see Mm-mm. like, you're not supposed to grab someone's hand and all of a sudden know what happened last year in their life and be able to reveal it to them right. or be in target and be like, hey dude, like, you know, we, we ran up to this other guy. I'm like, dude, like that dude's got freaking awesome hair. Let's go compliment this dude's hair. Yeah. And the Holy Spirit's like, go ahead, you know, let's do it. So we start talking to the chap and all of a, all of a sudden I hear, I hear finances. And so we yeah. start talking to the dude about money. And he opens the conversation. He's like, oh, he's talking about this and his hours he works. And all of a sudden I can see charts jumping up and down. And I'm like, well, I know what the stock market looks like. I dabble with that. So I'm like, dude, like, do you have any interest in the stock market? I feel like you're going to do something with the stock market. And he turns around and he's like, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. dude, That's what I I'm doing. literally just started last week dabbling with that stuff. And then all of a sudden the Lord starts speaking. And I just started prophesying to the dude. I'm like, this is what you're going to do. This is why you're called to this. These are the type of people you're going to be impacting. And this is how it's going to look. And the Holy Spirit just started speaking to me about him. And I left that conversation being like, these these signs and wonders, the supernatural is God's love language. Yeah. Absolutely. That's, that's what exactly. it is. It's like, yes, you can change people by coming up and being like, you know what, Philip, I hope you have a fantastic day today. I really, I really, you know what, I love you. I, I hope you have a fantastic day today. But if I walk up and I tell you what your mother said to you five years ago, and that's the pain you've been holding for five years. Yeah. And the Holy Spirit comes up. And as I confess that, and as I start saying, you feel the release. And all of a sudden, you're free from that. That's what changes people's lives. And they say, who is this? Who Did God just send someone from Marco Island to come up and tell me this so that I don't give up right now? Did God just send someone to drive 45 minutes for one person, for one conversation, for one word they needed to hear, not to give up? And <laughs> so it's happened. Good. And they sit there and they can't take it in because it's like, as a human, like, let me be honest, like, even if we're best friends now, okay, maybe I do for certain people, I would drive to come bring someone coffee or whatever, yeah. right? 
But people who have never experienced that kind of love or have never been around those kinds of people and they're broken and they're hurting and they've got this offense, I find the easiest way to break the offense against God and the offense against the church is by loving. Yeah. And, the, the, and, I, and I said this the other day because the Holy Spirit was talking to me. He's like, Jordan, sometimes the easiest way to get someone to love again who's forgotten how to love is by reminding them what it feels like. Come on. And I sat there and I was like, you know what, God? This is the most amazing thing I've ever been able to do. Just reminding someone what love feels like. And it's so overwhelming that someone with an addiction, that someone with pain, with someone with unforgiveness, with someone with hurt, all these strongholds cannot stand when love is introduced. And the hardness of their heart, and they're like, I don't want to talk to you in this. Like, go away. Like, you know, I'm not not here to talk about religion. I'm not here to talk about this. Uh, you know, you know, yada yada yada. Don't don't even bring this up to me. I'm not gonna talk. And you look at them, and you're like, like, let's have a conversation. Let's just you meet. Let's just talk. And no, I don't want. I don't have this. Okay, cool. Then you tip them two hundred bucks on a freaking lemonade, <laughs> and they come back crying. Can we talk? Can just I don't know why did you do this? Why? Yeah. God loves you. And the pain that you're carrying right now, you don't have to carry anymore. And God's told me what happened. I know what you're holding on to. I know the unforgiveness that's in your life. It's time to let go. Because there's a God not in heaven, not in some of us. There's a God that surrounds you, and all he wants to do is let have you let him in. Amen. Just yeah. let him come and love you. And he sent me not once, not twice, three times to this restaurant to find you. Yeah. I'm not here for anyone else. I'm not here. He specifically gave me your name and he said, this is how I'm going to reach you. Yeah. That's how people's lives are changed. The supernatural gets people's attention. Miracles demand attention. And when you have someone's attention and you show them the compassion Jesus had, there's not much you can there's not much yeah, you can't exactly. do after that yeah it's so crazy too like the last couple of weeks like again it's like this is how our hangouts have been going and it's so amazing to me to like be in public do these things and not even just coming with the sermon like not coming with no. the sermon, just coming with the love how confused people are and why yeah. are they so shocked that it's like no one's ever done this for me or yeah. no one's ever like complimented me like this in public or no one's paid for this for me or tipped me like that exactly or, like it's just unbelievable to watch how God moves through just the simple act of love because he is love. And it's and like we forget, like, we the, don't have to be a pastor. Exactly. Like the, the, you know, the new believer doesn't have to, oh, I have to, I can't do that yet because just be loved to someone and watch how God works. Yeah. And then like you mentioned something about, like, you know, the, praying the fire over someone. <laughs> like, that's something that, like, I love doing. Like, when I'm praying for someone, I'll just pray, like, God to touch them with their fire. And then it's like, you know, I spent some time in the world, too, and, like, you know, partying, drinking, smoking, stuff like that. When people in the world feel the touch of god uh, like that one uh, guy said they they're awesome. like this is like the best high ever dude like what is like that's the presence of god that you can spend every day of your life yeah. in but like everyone's looking for something else because they've if you haven't experienced the touch of god you're gonna think smoking that weed or drinking that drink is the exactly. best high the best feeling that you're always trying to escape to what if you could walk with that the best high the most high Every day of your life and touch everyone else in public with it. And the coolest thing is that like religion says, all right, give your life to Jesus, come get saved, fix yourself. And then one day you'll be holy and you'll enjoy life. Yeah. That's what it is. But the gospel (laughs) says, dude, I love you. Have an encounter here. Let me touch you now. And then they sit there and they're like, I didn't do anything. I don't deserve this. I am not worthy. And they say, but God made you worthy Come and on. he loves yeah. you. But I don't, des- I didn't do it. Any- that doesn't matter. God loves you. He died for you while you were yet a sinner. That's the, that's the gospel. Yeah. Now that you've experienced the love, love first, then they say, I can't leave. Don't let me leave. I don't want to get out your car. I don't want you to leave the restaurant because there's yep. something that you're carrying there's a presence that you're carrying. I cannot explain, but I've never felt so loved. You know, there's something that I want to share. And it's, it's a super, just a weird story, honestly. But I mean, we started. When I was. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's keep it rolling. Uh, hey, let me just say to you, I am a weirdo and God loves weirdos. Right. So, uh, but I remember 
Um, this guy called me like 3 a.m. in the morning. And he says, Philip, my mom is dying. Please pray for her. She's literally like suffocating. I mean, I'm saying goodbye to her right now. Please wow. pray for her. Pray for her. And I was pretty sleepy, man. So basically what I did, I said, God, touch her. <laughs> Bro, what? You know what? Just get out. <laughs> That's what I did. And I, and I fell asleep. The guy comes to me the following day. That prayer that you prayed was just so supernatural, man. It was so powerful. My, my, my mom literally like woke up and started breathing. What did you say? And I said, I don't even remember you, man. Like, I don't even remember you. I fell asleep. (laughs) You're like, praise be to him. And and the Lord was just showing me that, Philip, all you did was open your mouth. Yeah. Yeah. All you did was, even though you were like sleeping, Physically, <laughs> barely saying, God, touch this person. There's a scripture that's really awesome. It's um, Psalm 89, verse 10. And what it says is, open your mouth and I will fill it. So many times when you're talking to somebody about God, yeah. you don't know what to say. Yeah. But sometimes the coolest thing that you can say is, Dude, I love your hair. <laughs> yeah, right. And you, but you literally just opened your mouth and God begins to fill it. And I think so many people just want to, uh, they com- want to get they the- They want to be comfortable doing it. They want to be comfortable, but they want to get the full package before they even start. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's the whole thing with like, God, I know we're supposed to pass through the Jordan right now, but- you know, you can just do it. I'm going to sit here and I'm going to watch you do it. <laughs> but, but that's not what happened. Mm-hmm. The priest went into the Jordan when it was flooding season, which was dangerous. Mm-hmm. And when they made a step into the Jordan, that's when it parted. Come on. So and so, so many people just need to take a step. Just, just walk up and say, hi. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Open your mouth and God will fill it. And so it's not about even the words that you say because your words can't help anybody. But when God is speaking through you, his words are impacting somebody's life. Come on. And so I'm just speaking to somebody out out there right now. Open your mouth. Come on. Just open your mouth and God will fill it. Just, Just walk over to that person and pray for that person. What's the, what's the worst that could happen? I'll tell you what's going to happen. Even if the person doesn't get healed, that person is going to go to bed that night and say, that person cared enough to pray for me. Right. So yeah. God, I believe that you are going to heal me. I believe that you are going to save me. I believe that you're going to touch me because you just opened your mouth and God Filled it. Come on. Recently, this is totally recent. It was awesome. Is I get back from a conference uh, from Worship Without Limits in Washington, Vancouver, and um, and I'm getting off the plane. I'm excited. God moved. My friend picks me up, and as I'm getting in the car, there's this guy who says, "Please take me, take me to this address." And my friend looks at me and says, "Phil." Are we going to put this stranger in our car? I was like, yeah, man, this is going to be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Check this out. And he's like, he's like, okay, Phil, you get in the back. He gets up front and I was like, yeah, man. So within literally maybe a minute or so, he says, what do you do? And I said, well, I'm a minister. My friend also serves at church. He goes, oh, man, God found me again. <laughs> I can't go anywhere without God finding me somehow. I mean, you just you just find me, God. It's the weirdest situation. And so I was like, well, God found you for a reason, so let's talk about it, man. 
And within about five minutes, he had given his life to the Lord. Come on. That's so we, good. we get there. We're at the location, and my friend looks at me and says, Philip, we got to give him the other stuff. <laughs> like, <laughs> the other stuff. <laughs> we got to give him the, the goods. Good we got to give him. We can't. <laughs> Philip, we cannot have him leave this car without giving him the other stuff. And I was, <laughs> this <laughs> guy's like, huh? <laughs> He's like, I'm going to die. <laughs> what, what's the other stuff? What kind of a ride is this? <laughs> but I mean, he received the baptism of the Holy Spirit Come in the on. next two minutes. It's so good. And then I connected him with a church, Come with on. somebody on fire in his town. And he just texted me today and he said, I'm so glad that I met you guys in that car That's because so I just awesome. got baptized and I'm serving in a men's group and I'm going to church constantly. And God has completely transformed my life. That is so good. But here's the amazing thing we could have missed it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to miss it would have been very logical. Yeah, you, you don't let a stranger in your car. Right. That's hello. You so, don't do that. Yeah, that's what my mom said. But <laughs> but <laughs> if but if God is telling you to let that stranger in your car, if God is telling you go to that bum on the street and and help him, buy his food, bring him in your house, give him a shower. If God is telling you to do that and you truly feel the compassion pushing you to do so, yeah. then the only result that's going to be is supernatural. Come on. That's so good. So just open your mouth and God will fill it. Yeah. It's awesome. Philip, I know there's something you said earlier on the broadcast that I just know like this generation needs to be so hungry for and just open their eyes to. And that's like actually understanding what we look like in the spirit as carrying God's presence. And you, you were telling your story about before that worship, like when you were praying over the, the area that you were going to be leading worship in, I'd love if you could share that story and just like give that example of like, just help them understand exactly what we look like when we step into that glory. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to answer it, but I'm going to answer it a little bit different than I did at the broadcast. Um, my daughter, she was going to have a test. And it was like a map test of all of her knowledge. And she was freaked out about it. She was like, Dad, it's a test. 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 And I said, I am so tired of hearing this. I am so tired of hearing this. And um, so I look at my daughter and I say, come here. <laughs> She's like, what did I do? I said, come here. We're going to figure this out. And so I take her to the bathroom and she's like, why are we in the bathroom, dad? Like, what is going on? And I said, look at yourself in the mirror. What do you see? She's like, dad, I see me. I was like, I don't see that. I don't see just you. What do you see? So well, I look at my face in the mirror and I said, well, sweetie, I see something so much more. I see a girl who is beautiful. I see she's stylish. I see that she has the mind of Christ. I see that she is strong. I see that she's smart. And I want you to look at yourself in the mirror and begin to tell yourself what you see. And she looks at herself, starts kind of moving around like this. She's like, I am awesome. I mean, I, I, I have the mind of Christ. I am covered in the blood wow, God has chosen me. God has called me. And she began to speak to herself in the mirror. And I said, yeah, Mia, what is a test? And she says, a test is an opportunity to grow. A test is an opportunity for God to do something powerful. Come on. And so the scripture that I used in the broadcast today is something that's very dear to my heart, but it's but it's Revelation 14, 17 says, these are the kind of people that yeah. will fight with the Lamb of God. They're fighting with God, and they overcome the enemy. They are called, they are chosen, and they are faithful. Now, what the devil wants to tell you is you are not called. You are not chosen, and you are definitely not faithful because you fall down all the time. You make mistakes all the time, all this stuff. But I feel like God wants you to look at the mirror 
and point your finger at you and say, you are called, you are chosen, you are faithful, you are covered in the blood, you have the mind of Christ. There's a shield of favor around you. And I shared this in the broadcast about the shield is, is what it says in Psalm 512. It says that a shield of favor surrounds me. And I love Star Trek and like, you know, Star Wars and all this stuff. And that comes out of me. So <laughs> here we go. So it's like, at least you're real. It's like Spock, turn on the force field. And so it, they turn on the force field and literally nothing comes through. Yeah. Why? Because there's a force field. And so what I think is, I truly believe this, that Hollywood got a picture of what we look like in the spirit. If you could actually see what you look like in the spirit, if you could see the power of God around you, surrounding you, the love of God surrounding you, the favor of God surrounding you, you would realize that there's nothing coming through. Come on. Yeah. There's nothing coming through. And that's what we saw in Chicago when the Satanists tried to come onto the plaza where we were doing worship. And then we had and then we had the five hundred to six hundred protesters with drums shouting profanity about the, the president and three hundred police bicycles around them trying to control them. Yeah. But they're marching towards us. And I'm like, God, please, please <laughs> if, if not you, I'm gonna perish. But here's the deal is the Lord told me, He said, Philip, I mean you know there's going to be protests around you, but there's a shield of favor surrounding you. And here's the amazing thing. The police could not control them. They were marching and shouting. But when they were about 50 to 60 feet away from our worship event, they literally freaked out and went the other direction. They were like, we can't deal with this. This is, this is spiritual power. You know, the Bible says <laughs> that, that our praise causes confusion in the enemy's camp yeah. yeah and that's literally what i saw mm -hmm. i saw 500 600 people with like masks and <laughs> you know they didn't look pretty but they <laughs> they encountered and the then all presence. of a sudden the drums can't keep timing like me and it's just like <laughs> <And> they, <laughs> well i wasn't gonna go there but okay <laughs> anyway so <laughs> you know <laughs> God forgive me. Anyway, but, but, but they encountered... All right, guys, that's all the time we have for today. <laughs> they encountered that shield of God's favor that protects. And so that's what we look like in the spirit. And I think a lot of us just Come need on. to look at the mirror and say, hey, whoa, I see that shield around me right now. Yeah. Whoa, I see the mind of Christ popping out of my brain i'm so mindful yeah. <laughs> you know i yeah. see i see the resurrection power i see the glory around me i see it and because the enemy is going to try to put you down yeah yeah you're just human but you need to look at that mirror and begin to speak to yourself what the word of god says Come on. and as you speak to yourself faith begins to rise on the inside of you you're like whoa like, I can. I can heal the sick. I can prophesy. I can walk into my school and the atmosphere shift. I can do all of this because I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do it. And, and here's the amazing thing. You, you said this before. You said you don't have to be weird about it. Mm -hmm. like, I would encourage you not to walk up to somebody and say, I cast the demon out of you in the name of Jesus. <laughs> That's a great start. Maybe sometimes, but yeah. probably not. Yeah. Sometimes it's just a simple, I want to pray for you, man. Yeah. And God begins to touch that person. Yeah. And then they open up, and then you begin praying a little bit differently. Yeah. And the, the best thing about that is that once you realize there's nothing for me to lose. Once you realize you cannot, this is a win-win situation because at the end of the day, I'm stepping out of my comfort zone and two things are going to happen. Either A, I'm going to pray for someone they don't get healed. Or I'm going to pray for someone and I don't prophesy. I'm going to pray for someone and whatever. Nothing happens. And they leave there with an encounter of God's love or you're going to pray for someone and they do get healed. You're going to pray for someone and God gives you a word Come on. and they're going to leave there with an encounter of, from God's love. 
That's the, that's the, it's a win-win situation. It's like, you can't lose. And when you understand, like you said, your authority you have in the spirit where the demons tremble. Like, and I, I spoke to someone else the other day who was like very Baptisty, and um, and they were talking like, well, I'm worried about this because there's something demonic happening, right? Just down the road, there's something demonic happening and they're doing a big festival and whatever. And I'm like, dude, to be honest with you, I didn't even think about that because if I had to worry about what the devil was doing every day, I'd live behind every yeah. day. I'm Come not on. worrying. I'm not counteracting his plans. When I wake up in the morning, all of hell trembles. Yeah. Because I'm not sitting here, oh my gosh, what's the devil, devil going to do today? Oh my gosh, is that person demon? Oh my gosh, like what's happening? Like, no, what the heck are you doing? Get out, be Jesus, and live with the authority he's already won for you. Yeah. Come on. He already gave everything for you. Jesus has done everything he was ever going to do 2,000 years ago. Come on. Now it's just you waking up and realizing that and then walking in the authority you have. And finally, the, the last point that I want to encourage people with is obedience is the starting place. Obedience is the starting place. And I spoke to someone else the other day and they heard from God for the first time. They heard the voice of God for the first time and they said it. And then they heard a second time. Like, oh my gosh, does this happen? All yes, this is how it's supposed to be. You're supposed to be able to hear the voice of God. So they start writing it down. Then they start releasing it. And it's like one step builds to another step, builds Come to on. another step. Yeah. Eventually to the point where I'll be at work or I'll be sitting on the drum kit. All of a sudden the, the Holy Spirit speaks to me and says, boom, I need you to tell this person this, write it down right now so you don't forget. And it's obedience brings increase. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Like you can't just keep sacrificing and, and getting to the next level. You have to be obedient and faithful with little so God can put you faithful over much. Yeah. And that's how we see increase happening. And so I want to say to everyone outside and everyone listening to this podcast, like get off your butt. That's all I want to say. Get off your butt. Let this fire burn inside you so bright that you cannot help but catch other people on fire. Come on. Get out and do something. You say you love Jesus, prove it. Prove it. So this week I want to encourage everyone, get out and prove that the Jesus you love changed your life. Go tell someone about it. Yeah. Go tell someone about the encounter you had. Start a chain reaction. Just get out there and do something different. Absolutely with not. with that, guys, thank you for listening. It was awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for listening, guys. Until next week, we are the next. We're here to inspire, equip, and expand the kingdom of God.